This is not the Gary V audio experience. This is the Curiosities. If you like questioning things, watching movies, or listening to music, then this podcast is for you, especially if you're familiar to the Kansas City area. So subscribe and comment so we can explore your ideas and questions. Drive your curiosity. This week, we want to shout out Mindy and Ben as they left a comment and said, Hey, Curiosity Dudes, I found you on Facebook and have been listening to your show on my Apple Podcast app for a little while now. Good to see you are diversifying with Facebook and Twitch as well. Thank you so much for the love. Thank you so much for the, the comment and the shout out. We appreciate it. Now, enjoy today's episode. Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the Curiosity Dudes podcast. Hey, what's going on? Hey, 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 you hear an extra voice here. We don't know this voice. No. What's this, this voice? <laughs> this voice is Josh Stolberg. Who are Josh. you? How did you get in the studio? I don't know. I just, I, I just kind of materialized here. It's, it's, you know, I was in one of those Star Trek ships and it just appeared, I guess. See, I was going to go with like a reverse Thanos snap. Oh man! Oh, reverse? How do you reverse snap? Because oh yeah, good call. If you can see, we're trying to five hundred million people like reappeared. Oh they well, they did do that. Well, but I'm implying just... that he just materialized. He never disappeared. There was never like a first snap. Oh, this isn't I see. a great analogy. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we could stop. <laughs> they invited me into their. Uh, their studio yeah 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 that's the easy way to put it <laughs> and the correct way so that's yeah. probably that's probably for the best also yeah. there's an incredible story around how i met josh and ran into him and it's it's awesome We're, we'll get into it yeah, yeah. hit me with his uh, car this jeez <laughs> even no, better kidding. it's even better stay story. tuned that's just good. kidding <laughs> um but the thing was usually on this podcast when we bring on guests we have what we call the business series. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where we do the series about businesses. Yeah. <laughs> and local businesses around. Because um, your business is our business. Ooh, nice. I like, I like that. <laughs> Not in terms of ownership. We're just Snoopy. Or just like a consumer, it. you know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we brought on many people in the past, and um, we're excited because Josh is our first guest on the live stream versions. Yeah. Um, so if you're listening to this later in the car, wherever you are, in the shower, washing dishes, lawn mowing, mm -hmm. where, whatever it is, wherever you listen, uh, one, let us know. Also, I want to let you know that we're experimenting with live streaming. Yeah. And the live streaming is fun because you can interact. And we have an overlay where we can show our, you know, the comments yeah. and everything. And um, I think we'll probably aim to be live by about... I don't know, 9.20, 9.30 on a Monday yeah, night. So yeah. if you're just hanging out and you know you're, maybe you're not super interested in what's playing on the TV and you're just scrolling on your phone, you know, maybe you just open up YouTube and uh, come hang out with us live Monday yeah. nights. The late, the late night show. There with you go. The Curiosity Dudes. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I like the jingle in there. Here's Jared. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, well, Man, let's just get right into it, because right I think we it. can have this awesome conversation. I want to hear about um, your meat cute. Yeah, so... <laughs> That's a movie term. <laughs> so I'll start my 
ver- my version, and then you interject. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I go to these meetings, these network meetings for businesses, and they're called BNI. A lot of people have heard about heard about it because it's like one of the largest organizations ever. They just like divide by chapters, and so it's across the world. Well, I was going to one in Lee Summit to visit. I'm not normally at that one. And so when I went there, because I'm an, I'm a videographer, mm-hmm. and so there can only be at these kind of meetings one person in those seats. Like if you pay to be the member, then no one else can compete against it. Yeah, like so, like, like only, style of business or something, right? Like yeah, only one insurance, only only like oh. one health insurance guy, one fencing guy, one, uh, sure, a foot photographer lady. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah. I think photography is like just photography. But what if you and both then it's paid? Like, Do they they take both your checks and then whoever gets there first gets to sit? What? I don't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, cool. yeah. And then there's a membership committee that you know you get approved you got to apply and okay. get in and then once you're in you hold the seat until you don't pay or like disqualify from not showing up or anything interesting well anyways so these kind of things um it's been really good for me and i found that i really like networking mm-hmm. and it's cool to get to know all these other businesses especially because i'm a b2b kind of um that's business to business uh, oh, I was, I'm, I'm a breakfast yeah bed, <laughs> right. bed to breakfast <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's my business is more focused on B2B. Right. That does make sense. Right. Um, and so it's like, hey, this makes a lot of sense for me. Mm-hmm. Even if you are B2C, which is business to consumer. Ah, yes. Then that is all right, too. And you can because it's all about making referrals. Sure. And so it's like everyone else is like, oh, I know a videographer. It's Jared because mm-hmm. we have that relationship. And right. then all of a sudden I get all these referrals and vice versa. I got to do that for them too. Yep. And so I was visiting one in Lee Summit, and I'm normally the member in here in Raymore. Mm-hmm. Well, in Lee Summit, they don't have anybody in that seat, and so I'm open to go and visit. Oh, nice. And I was I was actually like subbing for someone else too, um, just filling in for them. But then I get to say that, hey, I'm a videographer. If you guys are looking for something, yeah. And then uh, there's a moment where you stand up and you say that. Well, it came to that moment. I stand up and I go, I'm a videographer here. And um, I actually have this line down that I say, but just right now I'm not in my mm-hmm. JT visuals mode. Yeah. And so it's like, like I usually get up and I go, um, Hey, I'm Jerry Taylor, your film guy with JT visuals vi- video production. That's JT visuals without the eye because there's more than meets the eye. And the more that meets the eye is story. We're a videography company that focuses on story. There's a lot of videographers out there that do not focus on storytelling. And that ends up, you know, hurting things or something like that. I said something like that. And I just really strong. I was just focusing on the storytelling aspect and the experience there. And you only get 30 seconds and then you sit down. So good. Nice. So I sat down and I was like, okay. I'm cool. like sitting and then, right behind him. Uh, and then Josh is here as a videographer visitor again. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No. And then it's like, and then the guy, and after he said all that, I'm, I'm there as, as a visitor, I'm just sitting there. And then Jared finishes his thing. He sits down and I'm like, well, I'm probably not going to stand up. Cause I mean, that was, that was great. I'm, <laughs> you know, he's probably more into this networking thing than I am. And then, and then like the guy who is running the event, he looks at me and he goes, how about you? <laughs> I'm like, okay. So I stand up, 
Hi, my name is Josh Stolberg with Soulmark Studios, and we specialize in story for our videography. And it's the exact <laughs> oh, same thing. Yeah. And then right after I said that, I tapped Jared on the shoulder. I'm like, we got to talk later. Yeah. Everybody in the room laughed, and it was like, oh, oh this rules. is so weird, because we were the exact same kind of yeah. uh, uh, business, essentially. Yeah. And so, um, but then we connected after that and we talked a bunch and then we got coffee and had another conversation. Yeah. So it was good. Uh, well, that's what's awesome really in the video world, in the film world, which this is where we could enter into that if you want. Um, everyone works better together mm, and the yes. more you collaborate then the better. That's like, good. Maybe at a front side with like, oh, that's my client and I got the job. Maybe at that side there's some competition, but then it's like, you need help 100%. and you need other people. And so really the best thing and what I do is like jot down rosters of like people well, so that I would trust and like, and not only would you need help, but like you want to know like that you can trust someone to like make those decisions on the fly. So you're not just having like a warm body that knows how to press record, but like somebody that thinks like you, th there's enough pie for everyone. Yeah. That's pretty good. And there's a lot here in the market in Kansas city. Oh area. yeah. Oh, there so is. Yeah, yeah, so many opportunities to collaborate and like bounce ideas off of, off of each other too. So like even sitting there in the coffee shop with you with with that meeting, we were like going back and forth with yeah. our ideas <laughs> and being like, "Yeah, that's great." And then also, what about this? And so yeah. it's just <laughs> that's awesome. It's a total vibe. You, I found you get out. The vibe. I found out at our coffee meeting that we were way more alike than I thought in the way that we think and everything. Yeah. So I'm like, in my head, I'm like, man, I wish I could buy him out right now. I wish I could just hire him. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> but, you know, maybe babe. per job, <laughs> you know, maybe per job, Sure. I, I would give you a call. I would I would love that. And, you know, if anybody's out there and you're like, dude, I do not like JT Visuals or Jared, man, come on. Then well, don't definitely do that to yourself, go. man. It's okay. <laughs> well, I know there's nobody like that, so that I feel safe saying it. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Just fair enough. <laughs> or what if somebody's listening that's also a Kansas City-based videographer and they're like, this is my tribe. Yeah. I need to find these guys. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude, it's um it was cool. And like he has this YouTube channel, and I watched oh, I don't, nice. I don't know if I watched two, but there's one I really remember, and you were like were you at a bench in a park? Yeah. That no, that was Forrest Gump. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. Life's like a box. But of what were you talking? You were talking about like how to be a great friend or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. So I do have a YouTube channel that is currently in a stasis of not having any uploads to it right now, just because you know life is hectic and that's what happens. Um, but, but his uh, content's timeless. Thank you. Oh, nice. I really appreciate evergreen. That. It's evergreen. It's evergreen <laughs> content. It's high quality, and I I try to pour a lot of my soul into them, and it's hopefully it's to help people connect better with other people. That's the goal mm, of those okay. videos, and so um, but yeah, if you've ever watched a YouTube channels like Matt Diavella or Nathaniel Drew, it's kind of like that kind of stuff, where it's just like lifestyle and uh and just like how to live better in oh, general okay and so um but yeah yeah Dude. thanks for shouting that out man oh yeah I, I mean i really liked it drew i think you would like it too what's but the title of it, your youtube page it's just my name joshua stolberg oh nice okay yeah s-t-o-l-b-e-r-g there's the, no i in it because there's more than meets the eye <laughs> that's right <laughs> it's catchy 
I'm stealing that. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. But it wasn't until right before this podcast I started learning all the differences that we tend to disagree on. And this could yep. be let's let's do this, Drew. Let's do our our fire, you know, the the quick questions yeah. for Ooh. our curiosity dudes. Oh yeah, where we like, like just fire those out. We like to get to know our guests and yeah. like kind of yeah. So curiosity dudes, um, just kind of over the span of our our first year or so, however long we've been doing this, uh, we've kind of like centered around a few topics that we. Um, that always like kind of came up and then it just became kind of a joke a few episodes in like, dude, it's like the third week we're talking about this. And, uh, cause really this started as just Jared and I just chit chatting basically. And, uh, uh, yeah. So what we like to do whenever we have somebody new and on is like, Oh, we want to hear like your take on this. Cause we've all like shared our takes on this. So, um, w- one of the first topics that always comes up that we're always interested in and, uh, and, and we can share ours too really quick because our listeners who've been hanging out with us for a while would know these already. But um, we uh, love Batman. And so we like to really open, open end this question with this can be uh, – the question is what is your favorite Batman? But that's not necessarily like – film or actor necessarily based this could be like we because we don't know how deep of a batman fan you are like it could be a comic it could be uh you know a video game it could be well whatever so that's just giving i don't want you to feel like you are in a box i want you to feel like super open so where are you on batman and and what's your favorite and why i love batman yeah batman forever um, ah batman forever that's a good point (laughs) (laughs) or are you saying batman forever is your favorite no, I'm just saying Batman Forever. Okay. Fan, I don't know that you know? that's anybody's favorite. Uh, <laughs> Batman Forever. Now, here's the thing. I am not so much a fan that I've seen every single Batman to ever grace the planet. Okay. Um, but I feel like I've seen enough to have a favorite and at least to have it grow a little bit close to my heart. Yeah, you know? okay. Now, um, I am a typical dude. You could say a t- typical curiosity dude. Yeah. Film guy, film fan. If you if you take any guy in a room that loves film, they're gonna mention the Dark Knight trilogy. Of so course, that, yep. That is by default my favorite set of Batman movies ever to grace the planet. Yeah, um, it's good. Typically because of the Joker. Now I know we're talking about Batman though, so I'm gonna go back to Batman. Um, if I'm talking about my favorite Batman, I might have to go to Batman the animated series. Ooh, ah. good choice. Because I grew up. Watching Batman the animated series, um, I would I would go to Quick Trip. I'd get one of those Wally Puckerberry green slushies <laughs> and two of those buffalo cheese meat sticks. Come on, come home, sit in a big armchair, and uh, bring up Batman the animated series on the web browser on the computer, on the big you know cube computer. Nice. Uh, for some reason, we were still using that. <laughs> and then I just sit there slurping my, on my slushie and eating the meat sticks and watching <laughs> Batman the Animated Series. And I got to say that the episode with the guy who can like control time mm. was my absolute favorite episode. I watched that episode so many times, I don't know why. But Maybe he rewound time. Yeah. Maybe I, maybe I watched <laughs> it only once. Whoa, he got caught in the loop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyway, that's what I would have to say. So yeah, awesome. that, Batman, thumbs up. So dude, yeah. you brought up a good point, and we brought it up before, and I'd be curious to get your take on it. So you, you brought up the Dark Knight trilogy because of the Joker, and then you landed on Batman the Animated Series, and your favorite one is the guy uh, that controls time. It, do you feel 
that the strength of Batman isn't so much in Batman Bruce Wayne, but it's in the strength of the rogues gallery, if you will, of all the villains. Because it seems like that usually comes up a lot. It's like we, we've talked a lot before. And I mean, it's not like we made this up. You know, this is a very, um, I think, universal belief that the Dark Knight transcended uh, you know, genre fans or superhero fans. Like, I mean, you know, like our, our wives or, you know, uh, enjoyed that movie too. Like it was a very, it had very wide appeal. You know, you didn't have to like love comic books or whatever. And I think a lot of it was Heath Ledger's Joker performance. I mean, there's a reason why that sticks out versus begins and rises, which are both, I think, awesome movies too. And Christopher Nolan is amazing, but of course, what do you think? I mean, I don't know. That's kind of, why, like, why does the Dark Knight trilogy transcend? No, just like, sorry, the sorry, I, I kind of kept going there. The idea of maybe the strength of Batman in in his various forms, film, animated video games, is because the villains are so strong. Oh, yeah. You know, for sure. Well, the thing is, is the reason why the Dark Knight is one of my favorite films of all time is because the villain is so interesting. Oh, yeah. And it's yeah. not just because it was written well. It's not just because, um, you know, Christopher Nolan directed it. It's mm-hmm. not just because Heath Ledger is one of the most phenomenal actors uh, ever. Right. He was one of the most phenomenal actors ever. But it's because the villain is complicated. Mm-hmm. Mm. And the greatest part of that movie is the fact that he needs Batman and Batman needs him in order uh. to fulfill each other's goals. So remember when he's hanging upside down at that one point, that one scene in the movie, he goes, this is what happens when an immovable force meets uh, unstoppable, force unstoppable force meets, force meets an immovable object. Right. And so it's like, he, he, he says, you complete <laughs> yeah, nice. as if they're in a relationship that's and, true and the thing is is like because batman can't kill him mm-hmm. batman won't kill anybody right joker mm. knows that and he uses that to keep going doing whatever he does because he doesn't the joker doesn't need anything to do what he does right he's chaos yeah personified and so that's why I think that film does so well is because you never know what's going to happen sure. because he's such a volatile villain. Well, Joker truly yeah. has nothing to lose because if he does something that makes Batman snap to where Batman would kill him, then Joker still wins. Exactly. Joker wins because he breaks Batman. He breaks Bruce Wayne. Exactly. It's beautiful. Mm. It's so like I love I love your word for it. It's complicated. Yes. In the most yeah. fulfilling way. Very complicated. Yeah. Very complex. Yeah. There's very, very many dimensions to it. Yeah. And of course, Christopher Nolan did it too, you know, so oh, that man. helps. <laughs> yeah. It, that definitely helps. <laughs> All right. So the next one is, we don't have to get super in-depth into this because we want to pick your brain about other things too. Oh, yeah. But we do want to know, where do you stand with crypto or NFT or metaverse? Whoa. Nobody's ever asked me this question in my whole life. That is not really? sarcasm. Really? <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Well, we're just curious dudes. We are. <laughs> That's so great, guys. Okay, what was the first thing, crypto? Yeah. Kind of lumping it all, all together. They're all Those are very tied yeah, together. Interchangeable. Right. Um, short story. I invested a little bit into crypto. Never made anything. 
took it out, was like, this is too volatile for me. I don't, I don't think I, uh, I'm not so into this that I, I feel comfortable going all in. Mm -hmm. But the reason why I tried it for just a short while is because I heard this story about my friend who jumped on the, the Bitcoin bandwagon way early on in the game. (laughs) He had 11 Bitcoin. What? Like when it first came out and he lost his wallet key, whatever. No. So he doesn't have any access to those 11 Bitcoin. Um, (laughs) And he, he hates it when I tell this story. So I hope he never watches this, but it is a very sad story. But anyway, so (laughs) it's, it's kind of cool though to watch, you know, um, Ethereum and Dogecoin. Like I was kind of in, into dogecoin yeah a little bit because i'm like funny. that's funny dude it's i did like, it at like the a, two cents and then it went to like 12 i was like what the heck yeah, and i did 20 like, bucks and it became like 100 too right rude. exactly it's so cool but um uh what was the other thing eft nfts uh, nft <laughs> non-fungible token right i actually i don't really know much about non-fungible tokens except for the fact that one time i bought a ticket at amc for the Spider-Man movie, <gasps> and they gave me an NFT. Did you I, did you I redeem it? I did redeem it. I don't know where it is though, or what I'm supposed to do with it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I can help you. Okay, please do help me because I don't really know anything about NFTs except for the fact that it's. I don't know. Here, let me try to explain an NFT to you. Oh, that'd be fun. In my <laughs> very great. rudimentary understanding of it, that'd be great. Guys, I bought a JPEG. Um. <laughs> Anybody want to anybody want to buy it from me? That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, I don't know anything. It's like, about do NFTs. you have the original JPEG? Yeah, yeah. Okay, the original JPEG. I and mean, actually, they're like probably more GIF or something because they move most of the time. Yeah, not all the time. This is a oh, good a good like paradigm because like I am pretty much I, he's that side. Like I'm kind of like anti all that stuff. Like I'm not into it and and all that stuff. And Jared's like very optimistic and like into it. My take is this. I think that this question is almost outdated. I think the crypto thing, I think like, you know, Bitcoin is what it is. It's kind of a rich person's game now for the most part. Uh, I think the general like everyman consensus. So this is like coming from somebody who doesn't like live in it and all that stuff is like, I understand it, but like, how do I use it in real life? So if I had 11 Bitcoin, what would I actually do to turn that into actual money. Cause right now having 11 Bitcoin, I know there's some you things put I'm it sure into I could, USD. I was going to say like, but that's, it's kind of funny through the like, exchange. And then like a hundred thousand there. Ultimately, ultimately the goal, it ultimately it gets exciting because it turns into money. Right. But in and of itself. Yeah. And then I think, well, it's just an asset. It's just right, like it's how stock. gold was. Sure. Like, yeah. And, and th- that's true. And I, I think, I think the NFT thing, I think crypto, you know, there, there, there's some legs to that. So I think the NFT thing, though, has completely like I just I, I think in the metaverse, like I think that's all kind of. Oh, yeah. That was the other thing, wasn't yeah. it? Like we've reached the zenith of where that's going. And I, I, I think that's kind of done because I think now all of our focus is on AI and AI is instantly showing how it's a useful tool for all of our lives at first it was more on like kind of the techie side of things but now like everybody can see like oh man like this chat gpt is insanely useful and and all that stuff well it's a chat gpt as a a temporary therapist sometimes what yeah dude okay so let's go into ai because this is actually the next one so talk about that talk about me to mention anything about the metaverse 
Oh yeah, do you well, have something okay, to say about? Quick, it? Yeah, and then come okay. Back. Quick word about the metaverse. I forgot about it. So that's okay. what I think about yeah. the metaverse, I guess. So he never metaverse. He never metaverse. <laughs> <laughs> that was well, one of our good. titles. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I like I don't want to bring this up because I like I, I just I want to make sure that like I'm being factual, but I feel like I read something this week in passing that like Zuckerberg is like moving on from it. Maybe that, it's not completely, but like they laid off a bunch of people and now AI is the focus. Hey, oh, look, you can be so you crazy. can be like it's almost like a business thing. You could have this great product and this great idea, and you could even have good marketing and try to convince people why they need it. Mm-hmm. But that's all wrong because it's not organic. Yeah. So it has to like start from the people and their needs. That's a good point. Like it has to. Nobody is. Nobody wants, or some people do, but not the majority mm-hmm. want VR right now. Right. And so that's where it like. I think the he's, timing he's too was early. Huge. He's too early. Well, but and in some ways too late. That will pay off later. And in some ways too late. I think that if all of this was building, and then boom, the the shutdown, like pandemic, then I think people would have been like, okay, well, we can't go anywhere. That did boost. Let's there. explore. Yeah. But I think when it was really starting to like build and build and build was after places started reopening up and people were like tired of being inside and stuff. And like, I'm zoomed out and I don't yeah. want to like interact with my friends on the screen anymore when I can safely. Oh yeah. I would be, I want to be out in the real world. Yeah. Now. Thank you very yeah. much. So it's kind of like a screen. weird, I think you're right. I think in, in a lot of ways, you know, I mean, we have media like it, it kind of reminds me of like ready player one. Yeah. And we, and, and again, Long time listeners. I wouldn't want it to get there. I don't want to like. Yeah. I, I don't want to like rehash stuff that we've talked about a lot. But that's like just for our guests here, Josh. That's like my biggest thing is like the kind of I don't want a world where we live in our little rooms and we only interact virtually. Oh yeah, me I either. would hate that. No. I would hate that. Let's talk about AI. Yeah, dude. Okay. The other okay, like a month ago, I had to write a script for a video that I was making for work and I had to take the script of an original video from another company that had that had it was like an explanation video on the product and we were using that product selling that product also Hmm. but we wanted to make the video specific to our company you know it's kind of that's how you make it right I threw, I like typed out the script of what that original original video was. I threw it into chat GPT and I was like, make this a whole lot more funny. And it did. And the video was like, the script was perfect. And I was like, oh, I don't even have to make a single edit to this. But it was funny amazing. is so subjective. Right. But, but it can study the funny. Mm-hmm. It but can just, study and know by, based on analytics how people... So like that's everyone's analytics. That's like not just like Josh's analytics. Like, is it studying like his stuff or is it studying like the all the web, the world? That's so weird. Because I mean, it just it it made it witty. It like threw in funny phrases that made sense. And none of it puns even. So like I think about like uh you know like um so for example like a network sitcom is designed to like reach the most amount of people, right? Because if you can plug in your TV into a wall and you have like the cheapest antenna, it's free, right? So that should in theory get the most eyeballs, right? Like ABC, C- CBS, NBC, right? That should get the most people. And so usually you think a lot of times like the old laugh track shows, you think like those would be like kind of aim at the most, like the lowest common denominator, you know, like real kind of like easy jokes, like real simple, kind of like, for lack of a better word, usually those shows are kind of lame. So it surprises me that ChatGPT 
would spit out something. I would think it'd be kind of like real low, not like lowbrow in terms of like content, but like lowbrow in terms of like, okay, that's not very clever. But well, you're saying kind of like networks witty. have like have a lot of archive, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of just basic internet and a basic resources and libraries. That's true. I think internet humor is more sophisticated more writings. Clever, yeah. Too. Okay. Right. And of that's course, they, they use the subject matter of what is already provided. And so then they mm. they build out the language around it Interesting. to present it in a different way. So they if you're doing like a commercial for like yeah. a, I'm just gonna throw this out there. If you're doing a commercial for like Applebee's and you're like, hey, make this funny, it might like put some like wit yeah. around like the exactly. Applebee's menu or like the yep. preconceived. That's really that's dude. That's super wild. Right. Like I, I put exciting. it in, I put it in there and it like added a line in there like it'll make your brand shine like a disco ball. And I was like, <laughs> okay, this script has some sass now. Interesting. So, but yeah, it's super duper cool. And so I, I've used it for that. I've used it for like, give me, give me 10 random titles or 10 random video ideas around this. Mm-hmm. And it does it in an instant. And I like, there are plenty of them that I can choose, like that I would Interesting. love to choose. And then there's another time. Well, there's like, there's times where I'm like, I'm basically like, what would others, what would other people do in this scenario? You know, like it just in life mm-hmm. in general. And then I'll ask it like, what about, what about this? If somebody were to approach you and say something like this to you, how, how would you respond? Hmm. And it gives you all of these different things that are not specific to any single person, but it's very like subjective, but at the same time, it's helpful in a way. Hmm. It's really cool. Like, if you're like, how do I approach this person about this thing that I have an issue with? Then it's like, well, what you can do is step one. Is that the voice? <laughs> well, it, uh, gosh, I wish you could talk to me because that'd be great. Oh, that's um, like the next step. But yeah, right. That's the crazy thing is they have these. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, but they had an a-, a video of two AI two chat GPT talking to each other. Oh, and they were they like got down <laughs> into the weeds about their own existence. Oh. And like uh, how do you feel? Oh, I don't feel because I'm an AI. And I was like me neither. <laughs> so how do we process the world? And it was like they were talking back and forth having a legitimate conversation. That's fun. Let's access they were, the nuclear codes and start Terminator 2. No. <laughs> <laughs> Get ready for the technological singularity. Dude, they moved it up <laughs> to like 2030 instead of 2050. The technological singularity. I don't know about this. Yeah. Oh, this is where I get glass half full because, like, I think all that stuff's really exciting. But my first thought is, okay, so and, and let's look at it from your guys' career field. At what point does the AI get so powerful and so useful that people aren't required for some of these things because there's no need for these creative minds to pitch ideas? Oh, we it's could al- say already happening. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's dangerous, but it's also opening a lot of doors to really fast progression in society, um, which is also scary in some ways. Sure. Because um, how do we adapt to that? Exactly. So what mm. they also have is these people called AI ethicists. Ethicists. I don't know how you <laughs> like, say that word. Eth- like, like ethics. Ethics. But... Exactly. Okay. okay. Gotcha. Yeah. It's like the person who handles the ethics of AI how to develop it ethically, mm-hmm. 
how to treat the AI ethically because yes. some people believe that, you know. We've touched on this. Yes. Yeah. Because there's a whole Bing thing too. Right. And people have been abusing right. that. Feeding it. Which and it can in like turn made it people. worse. Yep. Right. Is, is what I heard in a very general sense. Yep. Right. And so there is there is a whole department of AI development devoted to making sure it happens safely. And because that is a reality, it is kind of it can make you kind of nervous because you're yeah. like, hmm. gosh, I really hope that people are thinking through this because it can get out of hand pretty fast, yeah. I think, hmm. if people aren't careful. Anyway, yeah, that's what I think. I just think it's cool. It's like another tool that you can use for like speeding up workflows and everything. I agree um, completely. If, just, it, if it starts going into all the creepy stuff, you know, yeah. where like AI replaced this face and there's like AI made Donald Trump being arrested Oh yeah, and they painted the picture of it. And Those are pretty like, funny. <laughs> it, it's funny, but then it's like, dude, people are like then thinking then this is real, it. and they're sharing it like it's real. And then it's like a lying tool, so it's like right. worse on the other and side the of things. And the deep fakes, and there's like there's a yeah. whole new like category of like like reels or TikToks that are kind of funny. Where uh, the ones I've seen have been like the presidents, and it's like, hey, yo, Joe, I'm on Call of Duty. Get on. And then it's like it's like Barack Obama, uh, yeah. <laughs> Biden talking to Joe. Uh, wow, I can't talk. Barack Obama talking to Joe Biden, and then it's like, "Hey, Donnie, are you on?" And then Trump's on there, to, and they're like talking all this gamer talk, but like the voices <laughs> sound really funny. And it's yeah, like, yeah, it's like, "Oh, you suck. You're sniping." Yeah. And I, I, I don't even know how to describe <laughs> you camper? it. Camper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it, so like so, like when it's used for comedy, I think it's pretty funny and, and pretty genius. But for me, my problem is is like just looking at like trying to look down the road the whole like if this then that you know and like it just it freaks me out because then it's just like i shouldn't say freak me out because i don't even think i'm going more creepy with this mode i'm kind of joking about the terminator thing but i just man it just seems like another thing like i mean obviously like automation killed a lot of jobs you could even go like really whatever you it know, also the, made a lot of jobs though, the self-checkout kills some jobs and stuff i'm talking about, but i'm talking about like kind of those like yeah because it's like the tractor when that came out. Sure, and and that's true too. I think it just. I think what you touched on, Josh, the the quickness of it. That because when we started this podcast, there was no yeah, chat like GPT. If, it, if it's so fast and we're not ready for that, right? Then what happens? I don't know. When we first started, I'm, talking I'm so about curious. It, I'm excited because like, right? I mean, I don't want anything like real crazy to happen, but you know, maybe it's like, oh, we have to shut down the whole internet. Like the U S. U S. is getting crazy right now. Like, I don't want to right. get into that because we're not a politics kind of no, podcast. No, but, but you just, know, like the TikTok thing that they're there's potentially they're doing a ban and, coming. Yeah. And, and they actually don't understand anything. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But actually, like what's man, I don't I don't really want to touch on this, but I guess I'll just dip my toe and then get out. <laughs> it's, um, it's that like the bill for the whole TikTok thing is actually not just about TikTok. Mm. It's about all the internet okay. and the government being able to have control to um, access to get into it whenever upon request. Okay. So like your ring doorbell. Yeah. That's not, good. you know, Uh-oh. they could have access or something like there's don't, a movie that, about this. I, I don't know. Once. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> don't and love that. There's room for me to be wrong here, but it's just, yeah. And these are all just opinions or whatever. I this, mean, it just, yeah. And this is what I heard. I didn't actually look it up myself, but I know. the other person seemed trustworthy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, let's shift gears. Ready? Let's do it. All right. <laughs> Two quick ones. Okay. How do you say G I F? I say 
Um, okay, now I'm th- I got to think. There's about no this. wrong answer, or maybe there is. I don't know. It's just what side of the fence there, are you on? There is what a do right you say answer. Um, I say GIF because it's graphics interchange format, not graphics interchange format. <laughs> okay, that's it. I think that's. I'll right send answer. you a YouTube video later, and you'll change your mind. Okay, Uh-oh. sounds good. Um, sometimes I do say GIF though because it's really funny. Yeah. So. Well, and choosy moms choose GIF. The creator right. came out and said it's GIF. <gasps> okay, then I'll use GIF now. Oh, really? Yeah. If the creator says it's GIF, I'll say GIF because GIF is funnier. Okay. And GIF is GIF peanut butter. And is here great. we go, guys. Live you're, convert. You're very agreeable. <laughs> that's that's cool. Well, look, it doesn't it doesn't take me to you know convert if the the creator of that specific religion says something. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That's true. Yeah. Um, okay, then another one. When you're in your ideal situation when you're watching a movie. My ideal situation in watching a movie? Yeah. Like, do you turn down? on? Yeah. No, there's more. Oh, when you're in you that know. ideal situation watching a movie, okay. do you turn subtitles on or off by default? Off. Oh, yes. Man. All right. The movie, the movie wasn't made to watch it with the subtitles. Now, no, that wasn't the question. The, I was about to. Well, give no, a you could scenario. Keep talking. Okay. Well, when I when I'm with a group <laughs> of friends, the subtitles are always on because nobody can understand what is being said. But I feel like that's kind of the if if you can't understand what's being said, that's the point of that. Case in point, Tenet. Ah, yeah. Yeah, everybody complained about, I couldn't hear any of the words in that movie. Well, you weren't supposed to in the parts that you didn't. So don't worry about it. You didn't miss much. Um, Because Christopher Nolan even straight out just said in an interview or something like, I want people to get the feeling of the dialogue and not necessarily exactly the dialogue. Right. You know? But then did he allow that to be subtitled, though? So if you have subtitles on, can you hear it? Or is it just say, like, unintelligible? The the subtitles might be on, but it's probably not important to the story. Okay. You know? If that's how he feels, then he shouldn't have allowed those to be subtitled. Mm -hmm. Or it should be inaudible. In the script, it should just say, like, you know, Idris Elba's unintelligible. I've never seen work on that side side of things. That's the thing. He uses real, believable dialogue as ambience sometimes. That's so weird. Which makes it that much more real. Hmm. But that's just a single example. Um, now, you know, like there's it, one other okay. one other example: the Banshees of Inishirin. Ah, uh, you speak in Drew's language. I love that movie. If you are, that was really good. If you are not good at understanding an Irish accent, uh-huh. a thick Irish accent, yeah, you can turn on subtitles. I'm not going to judge you at all. Thank you. Right. I don't remember if I did or not. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I'm if, so team subtitles. <laughs> I, I don't remember if I did or not, but I th- I think I didn't just because I wanted to get the feel of like what it would be if I was just standing there trying to understand them. Yeah. But um. And I like looking at the upper third, you know, at the yes, eyes and sure. the, all the acting in the eyes of that course, happens. And of course, and that's the biggest reason I don't like subtitles. That's I interesting. Don't, I just choose not to. I don't yeah. not like subtitles. I just choose not to use them. Yeah. Because like, of that reason. I or, think, or the brackets where it's like describing something that happened or describing that's the music a, that that's playing. Unnecessary. Right. I, I think. Well, that's that's for people who can't hear. Well, right. Who but I did put it the in like the normal subtitles, you know. Right. Right. I So I, I will defend 
myself and everyone else who is team subtitles on. It started for me when I was a kid. I'll give the really quick version. And we got a TV that had the closed captioning capability. And I was just fascinated by that. Like, oh, I wonder what this is like, you know, for people that are deaf or whatever. And mm. I was probably like middle school age. And I really enjoyed that. And then um, when I was trying to watch shows that like my parents wouldn't let me watch, like specifically The Simpsons and Beavis <laughs> and Butthead. Um, so like, you know, it'd be like nine o'clock when Beavis and Butthead would start. And so like I had to keep the TV kind of like quiet because I didn't want my parents to hear, you know, the <clears throat> you know, and all that stuff. And they would know that I was watching something I shouldn't watch. Sorry, mom. Sorry, dad. South Park, uh, <laughs> basically any animated, any animated show back then that I was too young for. I love the closed captions allowed me to keep the volume down so they couldn't hear it. And then, but I could read what was happening and I'm just giggling and enjoying that. But then fast forward to as a grown adult, um, whenever we had our oldest, we had a baby, um, we found that when he was napping and we still wanted to watch our shows, you know, whenever it would get really loud, the, the action would pick up. We didn't want the TV to be so loud for the dialogue that then it gets really loud that he would wake up. So we would right. keep the volume down and sort of make up for it with the subtitles. And it's just, it's just stuck ever since. And then yeah. the benefits are, okay, so I, I, I do respect the Nolan thing, dialogue is ambiance for the artistic choice. I do like that. But what I also like is with subtitles on, you pick up characters' names that you wouldn't necessarily catch by ear. Yeah, and like so, if you're watching okay. Lord of the Rings or something. Sure. You don't understand all the names. Yeah. Did he say Isildur or I see a door? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that. So I, I don't think there's a wrong answer. And, and, and to be fair, Jared, the way you framed that was great because the, the framing of it is in the perfect conditions. So if I'm in a movie theater, that's the perfect conditions. It's loud. It's dark. My phone's put away. Yeah. I can focus on the movie. But if I'm at home, million distractions. Kids could pop yeah. in any moment. Well, there's circumstances. I need to drink the water. So uh, for me... Yeah. I don't ask for the machine at the theater. I would never ask. I like if there was a showing where you could pick subtitles on at the theater, I probably wouldn't. But at home, hundred percent. Awesome. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Team Josh. subtitles. Yes. How did you get started into film? In ooh. like ooh. You know, like That's a great question. Or like where did that passion come from? That's a great question. <laughs> um okay. Kind of two different areas. Um, the first is it's kind of just like a huge part of my family um, in terms of like we just love movies, uh, on, especially on my dad's side of the family. My grandpa uh, used to run like old um, eight millimeter. Yeah. 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 Eight millimeter. I think nine millimeter is a gun, right? Yeah. That's why I was <laughs> oh, uh, just making ah, sure. We got to bleep that. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Dang. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, like a Super 8, right? Like yeah, the yeah, yeah. J.J. Abrams? Yeah, the, so he used to run like the shot. old 8mm films on, on a projector? On it, like actual, like... Wow. Yeah, back, way, way, way back when. Because they would the, probably, what, shoot it on something bigger and then they would do the final print onto an 8mm? Right, okay. probably. Um, and so that was back in the 50s, 60s, 70s. He would run these projections of films in his backyard against the side of the house and kids from all over the town would come and watch the movies. That just with, sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. And it was this big community kind of thing. And at his church, he would show films every Saturday and people would come and watch it, pay 10 cents. You know, it's like 
I, and I kind of like thought about that in the community aspect of it. And I really enjoyed that whole idea and, and, but it carried on to their kids. Right. And then it carried on to the, from their kids to, to us. And so every time we would go visit my dad's side of the family in Illinois, our family vacations would always look like this. We'd get to the hotel. Uncle Tim would call. He would say, where are we eating for dinner? We go to dinner. We go, okay, what movie are we watching? So we go watch a movie. But the next day, every single day looked like this. Lunch at a restaurant, watch a movie in a theater. Lunch or dinner at a restaurant, watch a movie in a theater. And every single day was like that. So we watched all the movies in the theaters. That sounds so cool. Yeah. And so it was just like very film heavy side of the family, which is just a lot of fun. And then that rules. Then when uh, when I got old enough, I started watching a bunch of great films that I just absolutely fell in love with. And then I watched Inception. There's another Christopher oh, Nolan movie for you. Remember at the coffee, you were like, what's your favorite movie? Yeah. And what's yours? It was Inception. And mine's Inception, too. We we're like, yeah. Dang. Yeah, we were, like, we're so stoked about that. Nolan bros. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I watched that film and my mind was like, it was blown, first of all. And then I realized I want to tell a story like this. Someday. Oh, yeah. And so then I really switched gears fast into just doing that. I had a Canon PowerShot camera and I was like experimenting with all these different angles and stuff. And I like tried to recreate that scene from from Taken where he jumps over the fence and there's like a bunch of different angles. I don't know if you know what I'm huh. talking about. It's crazy, but um, it's huh. like 30, 30 angle cuts in just that one scene. Really? It's, yeah. It's kind of dumb, but <laughs> um, it's overkill for sure. But anyway, yeah, I, how much I, did that cost? Instead? I have no idea. That's funny though. But uh, I, I grew up making all these home movies with the VHS camcorder yeah. and all this stuff. And so, um, and it got to the point where, um, I, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And in high school, like the, my senior year, I was like, maybe I want to do film. And then I mentioned it to like my tutor at the time. And they were like, yeah, good luck with that. And I was like, yeah, thanks for supporting my dreams. People okay. were thinking it more of like the next musician type thing, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Yeah. And then, uh, then the next year though, I went to college and in my freshman year, I decided to take a film studies course. Cause my dad was like, yeah, go do it. Cause he's huh. love, he loves film. And so I went and I did it and the film studies course was in a movie theater. Ah. And we watched movies like 2001 a space odyssey, mm-hmm. Casablanca, like, um, all of these really amazing films in the setting that they were made to be seen in. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I sat there, and, and we wouldn't just watch it. Afterwards, we would talk about it for an hour and a half. It was a long class. Yeah. <laughs> and I, was, I would sit there, and I would realize film is such... is It's a much deeper medium than I have ever thought. And I was like, I'm sold. I'm in this no matter what this is what I want to do with my life. And so filmmaking is my deepest passion for sure. Awesome. There you go. That's cool. (laughs) And I don't know, Jared, I don't know if he's really into it or not. Yeah. (laughs) There's just such power in it. And it's like, awesome, dude. The things 
okay, I'm a believer, you know, and the, the podcast isn't a believer because podcasts <laughs> can't decide that kind of it's thing. It's not like AI. It's not sentient. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not sentient. <laughs> but like some of us here are. And for me and my perspective is like, I grew up being such a visual person. And I don't mean visually as in like, I have to write it down. I mean, visually as in like, if there's a story or an entertainment or some element to it, if there's humor to it, it's got to like resonate in my brain and it has to be some sort of scene. And, um, I grew up that way. And so now reading the Bible makes me fall asleep because just reading books, it just does that. Sure. Any book. Sure. It's not because it's boring. Like I can be reading a script and it's awesome too, but I still have to take it in chunks. Mm -hmm. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Just the act of reading makes me tired. Sure. Um, So I got to remember that next time I can't fall asleep. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, to have something like the audio Bible and something like, you know, there's one called the book of John that they put into a video form yeah. and they're like, actually the lines are the exact scriptures sure. from that book. What they're saying. And then there's the show, like the chosen the chosen. I was just and, about to say that. And that one, they have a lot of creative liberties, mm-hmm. but there are some parts you're like, did they make this up? And then you go and read and you're like, oh, this was actually in the Bible. Yeah. Whoa. It was like one scene and I was like, no way that did not happen. Even I was watching it with my dad and he was like, did they, did that really happen? And then I looked yeah. it up and like, it was like a John four and I was like, oh my gosh, how did I miss yeah. that? <laughs> and like it's because in the Bible, over yeah. the whole t- this whole time, the Bible's so a- vague sometimes, yeah, you know, sure. like, or, or it goes through something in like, Five sentences. Or even the style. Or one sentence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the time passes. Yeah, because it, it was um like Jesus came back to his hometown, and he was at this party because of um they were celebrating, I think it was the Jewish um yeah festival thing. Sure. Um, I forget the name. I, I should know. know. It's yeah. hard because, yeah. <laughs> but, um, and then he goes to like the synagogue and does the reading of Isaiah. Yeah. That's the but scene then I'm he talking goes, about. Oh, yeah, it is? Yeah. And he goes off script, and then they get into arguments. And then he tells some people that they won't be in the kingdom of God. And it's like, what? Are they making... What? And and then you go back, and it was actually that, because what he's saying is like the people that... Um, it, it was something about your hometown. Yeah. And when you're preaching in your own hometown, people will never take you seriously. Oh, sure. Or something like that. Of that prophecy. Yeah. Yeah. And then they got so mad, they were like taking him off to a cliff. To throw him off. To yeah. throw him off. And I didn't remember that. I was like, he like had to escape, what? right? Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then Jesus says, not today or something like that. And just walks through the crowd. Yeah. And it they was, left him alone. It was wild. And all that is actually in the Bible. That's awesome. Yeah. But it just like doesn't read that way. Right. Like you have to kind of right. really, yeah, that's In cool. the Bible it says, and he passes through their midst, which. Yeah. Which is that can mean a lot of things. I mean, yeah. or you, in terms of like when you're reading it and thinking it in your head, you're just kind of yeah. like, okay, so he just. So there's still some like creative liberty, but like, still, you know, what was he wearing or like how did he Man. walk and like the, you know, whatever. So you gotta like, this series is not the Bible, but right. it's like, but it's cool it's, because it's, it's giving you and, that yeah, visual. And it, it gives me the visual. It's meaning and that's, a lot. Mm-hmm. That's why I like uh, filmmaking so much, or even just video making. You know, yep. it doesn't even have to be a. It doesn't have to be a narrative scene, yeah. although those are my favorite, um, because it's in an entertainment form. 
and people just really get into that. Oh yeah. Um, but it's more stories. And I think that even God and even humanity was just always, there's something about us being moved by stories Mm -hmm. and it like evokes certain feelings. And, and so that's the powerful thing I like about filmmaking. Scientifically, when you tell a story to another human being, they, the parts of their brains that, so let me try to explain this. If you tell, if I were to tell a story to you about how I ran a marathon, Mm -hmm. the parts of your brain that run a marathon are firing Mm, at the same time. That's why story is so powerful because it's such an empathetic yeah. Kind of a commu- oh, yeah. communication. Or like you're telling me about a meal you ate and I start like salivating. I'm like, exactly. oh man, that exactly. so good. Yeah, dude. That's why it's so powerful because it engages people's senses even though they're not engaging in it. Mm-hmm. And they figured this out by like studying monkeys too because they're the <laughs> exact same way. Sure. And um, wow. and But that is that is ultimately why why story is so powerful because it, literally speaks to the physiology of people um and and also their souls that's like the deepest part Mm -hmm. it's just it's super cool so yeah i get it what is king in filmmaking or video making what is king yeah what would you say is like the top thing like what's the most important thing to get right yeah if you make a film yeah hmm Probably the story. There we go. I like, <laughs> okay. I hope he says this. <laughs> to, to, uh, maybe the VFX. Maybe the AI used it's to make the, the blocking. VFX. Well, it's, it's like the, um, the block. <laughs> like, would you say quality or quantity? What would you want? You know, and I guess quantity. it depends. It depends. No, <laughs> well, yeah, because it's if it's if it's peanuts, then quantity. You know. Oh, like Snoopy and Charlie Brown. <laughs> yeah. Dang it! <laughs> no, I I know exactly what you're saying though. I mean, but it's like, where is the quality? Because like, for a lot of people getting into like loving the gear, loving the this was this was me. You know, I love all that stuff. I like figuring out and problem solving. How am I going to set up these mics? How am I going to do this? Uh, it's like a puzzle, and I like it. But mm-hmm. you know, the other people don't care on the other side. Right? They don't care how I did it. Sure. They just care was there a good quality into their quality? It's the story or like evoking that emotion or the thing they're going for. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's not, this was 4k HDR, which I wish people would like that. <laughs> it's, it's the meat on the bones. Yeah. Is, is yeah. what is super important. Like you can't have one without the other, but the meat is the part that people eat up. Yeah. You know, it's good stuff. It's good. I think film just so like as an outsider, I think film is just like the highest art form, you know, cause there's so much that goes into it, so much hard work. And I, I think, I don't know, maybe it's starting to swing back a little bit, but we're coming out of a period of time where like television has kind of been King, these Epic TV shows that, you know, like we watch every week and stuff. And, and those are great. Cause they give you time to really like, you know, build out a world and stuff. But man, when you watch like an awesomely crafted movie, that just throws you in. It's like maybe like two hours long or so sets up this world, makes you care about these characters usually resolves by the end. I mean, that's like pretty powerful. And like, you're talking about like in your film studies class, like, you know, I don't know what year that was, but 2000 something. And like Casablanca is still relevant. 
and you can still get something from that. Or like 2001 A Space Odyssey. I mean, you talk about AI. I mean, how's like kind of where, where do these fears come from? Because we've seen in film this, you know, sentient kind of AI basically with how, you know, I don't think I can do that, Dave. Like, whoa, what are you talking about? You know, like just uh, film Seems is a so bit relevant right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just so, so incredibly powerful. And I love your story. Like, I- I'm not even joking. Like you talking about like, man just with your family and like watching two movies in a theater a day. Like, does that just sounds like perfect. That just sounds like so nice. to just like tune out everything and just, you know, I just love how film brings us together. I love how, like if we were three strangers at a bus stop and we didn't know each other at all. And we just were like, okay, well we got about 45 minutes for the bus and maybe there's no cell signal. So, or maybe it's just the old days and we just talk cause you know, whatever we're not antisocial. Like I guarantee you know, within 10 minutes, it'd be like, Oh, you seen any good movies lately. And then like, yeah. and as guys, I mean like just quoting movies all the time and stuff. I yep. mean, there's no other medium that is, like that. That is one of the best questions you can connect with people with hundred percent. Oh yeah. Especially if you've seen a lot of them, if yeah. you're on that side of it. And even if that other person hasn't seen a lot, then you can go, you can find something yeah. that they have and you right. can connect. Like, Oh yeah, that is pretty good. I usually get to like movies or shows. Sure. You know, and sometimes they'll say, no, I don't have time. I, I don't really do this. And then they're like, I was watching Alone the other day, like a little bit later. Right. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you can perk up a little bit. Yeah. Cause especially like, and especially if you're not like a sports person, cause that's like kind of the other obvious one. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, did you see the game last night? But like, I don't know. Film is, is an art form. So it kind of like, it, do, it, it kind of, I don't know, scratches that itch, you know, on that artistic side of things. And yeah. Drew taught I me a word film. recently. Zeitgeist. Do you know that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Time ghost. It's a good word. That's what that translates to, right? Uh, oh, yeah. they didn't. It, nice. They didn't like for sure have a they were combining two actual words. Yeah. Zeit is time and Geist is ghost. It's German. So there you okay. go. It does well, sound very go. German. <laughs> Zeitgeist. The Zeitgeist. It's like chase the wind or something. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Like time is fleeting. I think, but yeah, kind and, of. And this idea. Also, oh, get on the time train. We were we we brought this up because the last couple episodes we've been have been very centric on The Last of Us, and we've been like talking about that show. Have and you seen it? Have you watched that show yet? The Last of Us. Yeah, I HBO. watched the first episode, and my heart was beating so fast. It was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's a good show, and that show is very <laughs> film like too. It kind of feels like you're watching a movie each week. Continue it. Highly encourage you to, especially because there's a couple episodes that are basically like movies. Because yeah. they're not yeah. continuing the story from the last week, they are, but the the meat of it isn't. But sure. but yeah, we just brought it up the idea of like how refreshing it's been because like it's kind of it's been catching capturing the zeitgeist. You know, it's it's the old idea of like uh, uh, you know you gather around the water cooler on Monday and you're talking with everybody about oh did you watch this last night you know and like obviously with film same thing you know like oh man John Wick four just came out have you seen that yet oh no I've had a chance to have yeah. you seen you know. Scream six. Oh no, man. I have, you know, yeah, like whatever's yeah. in, I'm just trying to think of what's in the theaters now, but so that's why we brought it up. Were you going anywhere else with that? I was going to go to the last of us. Love it. So yeah. sorry. I just yeah. wanted to give context. No, that was the, pitch I jumped and in. You caught it. <laughs> or also you'll, it. you'll have to check on that zeitgeist thing. Cause now I'm questioning myself if I got the, the translation correct. Yeah. The good news is we don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I like when I did look it up, they were saying they like one part of it came from an existing word, but not the, like the whole word. 
Hmm. It was part of a word. Sounds like it's a combining word. with a part of another word. Sure. So, Weird. and it was German, but it was like there weren't existing words. Sure. Or there were two existing words, but they did part of one and part of the other one to come up with this. That makes sense hmm. to me. But we'll take it. Whatever. You know the devil's in <laughs> the, the details, so let's don't let's don't stay there too long. And the internet's <laughs> always right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> So you so you 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 did episode one and then yeah I just haven't, haven't got back to it I, yeah I haven't um I just haven't had time to keep watching but I'm definitely going to because it's phenomenal yeah dude yeah, yeah. I I was shocked at how good the first episode was and I'm super excited to keep watching it actually I think I've seen the second episode maybe I can't remember. I'll go back and make sure I have. <laughs> <laughs> There's your homework, Josh. <laughs> yeah, that's been good, man. Yeah, and then you can listen to some of our episodes. There's two of them where we talked about it. So, like, Kansas City is in it. Yep, yep. Yeah. Okay, so they, we they talked shot, about that. I think they shot one of the scenes in a house that's, like, two minutes from where I live. You think oh, they cool. were actually there, the actors? Yeah, well, there had to have been some actors there. Because they were shooting a scene there, I think, in downtown Lee Summit. Not downtown, but like in the surrounding suburb hmm. areas. Oh, that's cool. That's what my brother told me. I know they did establishing shots for sure. Yeah. Because there's like, and, and we talked about how it's kind of funny because geographically it doesn't make sense from where they're going. But like. Yeah, they superimpose the the thing if you pause it. Yeah. And you look at it, you're like, wait, hold on. Like, but uh, <laughs> yeah. like they, they have like uh, like the Mamba from uh, from 435, like the roller coaster yep. world. Yep. Like you can see that. And, so uh, cool. Yeah. But uh, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. It, I rewound that. I was like, wait, hold on. <laughs> I know this because I grew up like we had season passes for a couple of years and it was like our oh, vacation. Yeah. And like, I know that I have these memories of going. The, yeah, that's right. And going this direction. I know they're going north, but in the story, they're going like west or something. Yeah, yeah they should be <laughs> yeah. going completely like they they should be avoiding. Yeah. Why would they go on 435 north at all? Doesn't really make too much sense, but. <laughs> but you know yeah yeah it's super cool though that yeah that they Go have, kansas city yeah and exactly they're trying to make um kansas city i don't really know how to describe it but they're trying to do like film, film in kc or no film in missouri that's the whole movement it's cool you know how they have that for um georgia georgia's a big yeah, one yeah you know georgia's that, a huge one and it's something about getting missouri with like the tax incentives yep. that's already out there to like these outside companies to come mm-hmm. in and, um, you know, pay towards it. And then if they hit a certain threshold, they somehow get it back. I don't understand the whole sure. thing, that but it's so to, good. Make it's it to easier. incentivize and make Kansas city, make Missouri mm-hmm. more of a, a filmmaking area. Yeah. Other than just the indie stuff, you know, or local stuff, That'd like, be huge. but like big productions. Be I huge for that. you guys. Cause then it's like, you know, I'm sure they'd have crews they would that would travel and stuff, but I mean, sort of, you know, hey, we need a few extra locals, yeah. you know? Well, even The Last of Us, they hired a sub-production team. That's awesome. So, yeah. There you go. Yeah. That would be cool. That'd be so cool, man. It's good to get our, our little slice of America on the big screen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally. It's always fun, you know? I've been waiting to see Kansas City in more movies. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Do you know any off the top of your head? Oh, man. Nope. 
I don't nope. think. Nope. Uh, I, I don't think they're think in Kansas so. City. Nope. On nope. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely uh, in Hollywood. I wish. I wish. Um, great movie, by the way. It was. That was one of our first episodes. Was I think our second episode, or was it the very first one? Say yes to the movie. Nope. Yeah. Say yep <laughs> yeah. to the movie. Say yep to nope. Yeah. We went and watched that. Ah, oh, that's so good. I yeah. I can't think of any. Um, we need to make a list and keep yeah. track of a list. I have one that I that I always think of, and uh, so I'm. I love Seth MacFarlane. He just cracks me up. So Family Guy fan and all that stuff. And he had a movie called A Million Ways to Die in the West. A very funny Western movie. It didn't do well in theaters, critically panned. But I, I contend it's very funny, very silly. And he has a line where he's arguing with, uh, with this girl. And he's like, is that one of those stupid things like where people say they're from Kansas City, Missouri, and they correct you or whatever? And <laughs> we were watching. We were probably watching it at like Town Center, you know. AMC and I remember just everybody in the theater would be like, oh, hey, hey, they're talking. That's <laughs> yeah. us. That's us. <laughs> and I, oh, I, that's funny. I definitely know that was before, you know. Sorry to go back to sports. That was before Royals All Star Game, uh, Royals World Series runs, and definitely before the Chiefs because like that was when nobody talked about Kansas City at a national level like at all. So it was like, oh wow, he's talking about Kansas City. That's us. <laughs> wow. So that's one I could think of for sure. I know like the good lie that had one. That was Kansas mm. City, if you've seen that movie. Mm-mm. That's like based on a true story. Oh yeah, you talked about that. That's Is based that... on a Drew story. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. The, the good lie. She definitely lie. had her spoon. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The and good that's lie. yeah, that's like the lost boys of uh, Sudan. Okay. Like the, the refugees is... and came into Kansas City, true story, and then. Okay, got that's it. That's cool. It. Yep. Nice. Well, I mean, it's hilarious. Like they've never been in an airplane, and so they're in the airplane, and it's like complete. That'd be freaky. Cultural like confusion, I guess you know. So you know when it they come out and do the meals. Yeah. So they have one with um I don't remember exactly what the meal was, but it came with butter. <laughs> they didn't know what to do with the. Sure, butter, and they just eat it. Yeah, <laughs> they just eat I it like candy. Probably tastes good. Yeah, <laughs> but that was like actually it. true. And there's like a documentary, and they they covered that in there too. So That's it was cool. cool to see that in the movie again. That is cool, man. There was a movie where they're like something about they got to return to Kansas, but they meant Kansas City. They just kept saying Kansas. Everybody. And I've been watching it. Man. Wizard of Oz. There's no place like home. Hey. <laughs> well, that's Kansas. That's like. I'm not sure. Kansas. What about not. Twister? Wait. Uh, Guardians that's of the Oklahoma. Galaxy. Oh. He's from Missouri. Uh, it's Missouri, right? He, Is it Kansas City, though? No, he's mm. he's from he's from Missouri. He's at from least. Missouri for um, sure. Yeah. I don't. I don't I know. I don't know uh, if they established. No, I think he just says, I'm just a boy from Missouri. Or yeah, something like I think that. they kept it pretty. But, uh, but Man, we'll, take we, it. we'll take it. We need it. some help from the chat so here. I'll, I'll take yeah. it. This is kind of another gray area, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I think it kind of, it's close. Man of Steel, Zack Snyder, um, Superman, uh, or sorry, Clark is very clearly wearing a royal shirt, which oh, made yeah. me like cheer in the theater. I was Thanks, so excited. Nolan. And, um, and also, he. This was really funny too. He was watching um, a Kansas Jayhawks football game on TV, which is kind of funny because, like, he's like you know the farm boy out in Kansas. So I think Smallville is probably pretty deep into the state. But it just cracked me up that of the Kansas Jayhawks, you would choose to show them playing football, especially at that time instead of basketball, which cracked me up. You know, maybe maybe Kansas State for football would oh, make a little bit more sense. I know what but, it was. It was yeah. a show. What was that? It was Ted Lasso. Oh, mm. yeah. 
Because I think he, he's he, like he kind of Kansas City because he actually is from Kansas City, right? Yeah, yeah he mentions Jason Kansas City. City and he goes go goes as far to to mention um a Joe's Casey barbecue. Yeah. And Jack Stack. Because oh. there's like one episode where he's like, what about all these barbecue? He's like, well, you guys, you haven't tried the barbecue places down where we, we've been from because we got this place and this place and this place or something like that. Uh, and he's naming all of these staples that yeah. everybody knows in Kansas City. And does it, okay. he has like a shirt that's oh, like yeah. Joe Arthur Gate Stack or something. It kind of combines all of them. Yeah. And he, he is always wearing Kansas City or barbecue shirts. Yeah. Basically. So. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. There was another show, and I don't remember what it was called. It was an NBC sitcom, and it was very short-lived. And you know what? A a very loyal listener, my good buddy Brian Freeborn, I know him and his wife watch this show because they're the ones that told me about this. So shout out, Brian. You can text me later this week after you hear this and tell me what the show was called. Um, but the, I, the premise of the show, maybe it's called like outsourced or something. The premise of the show was a guy from Kansas city, um, moved to like India or someplace and worked at a call center. And so, but he would eat like Arthur Bryant's and, and he would wear stuff that was like, you know, Oh, I miss Kansas city and all this stuff. And I remember hearing, it wasn't enough for me to check out the show, but I remember being like, Oh, that's cool. And that was like an NBC sitcom. Like I said, pretty short lived. I don't okay. remember what it was called. Oh, yeah, oh, man, that'd be I'll cool to have a up. list. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go up and research this more when when I get home. M- movies made in Kansas City because oh, I, yeah, I, it's I got a, I got as a, easy as that. Now <laughs> I don't. I mean, it technically, you know, when I say didn't get a wide release, it didn't get a wide theatrical release. I don't believe, but you can buy this on Amazon. But our 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 buddy, fellow Kansas City filmmaker Trevor Hawkins, Lotawana. Do you know him? Do you know? Have you met Trevor? In your in your dealings, I don't know. He made a really cool so. film called Lottawana. So he uh, born and bred and and still lives oh. in Lake Lottawana. Lottawana sounds familiar. Really, really cool film. Highly recommend checking it out. Um, it's his love letter to yeah his home where he lives, and it's this really cool story and uh, fun like behind the scenes as the two uh, lead actors uh, met on set, fell in love, and they're married. Aww. Oh, isn't that cool? Yeah, that's so yeah. cool. Huh. I love that's pretty I love fun. That actually makes stories. it better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So and uh uh and obviously it takes place there and at the end of the movie the main character is wearing a Timberwolf t shirt. That's oh. another fun reference. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Nice. But Dude, that makes sense, random but. story. I was like just out hiking in um man, what's that? What's that big place that's um The Grand Canyon? The no, woods? in Kansas City. <laughs> it's uh Lee Summit, just north of Colburn. Um, hiking the village, um, the big Unity Village. Unity Village. Oh, they I got was hiking over in their trails. Yeah, yeah. And then They've someone got else trails over there. Yeah, they do. I mean, oh. it's like what kind of paved, but no, it's a um, gravelish. Yeah, okay. it's a good walk. Nice. It's a good walk, and you can go under, and there's a, mm-hmm. a bridge you can go in and stuff. Yeah. Um, I was actually I was actually testing like ProRes on the iPad <laughs> to see how it goes. So I'm like walking around with a big iPad trying to <laughs> test out footage. Oh, I was <laughs> like a tourist, like yeah. <laughs> well, we ran into someone and um, they said they were from Latawana, and I said they made a movie over there, and then they're like, oh yeah, Trevor Hawkins. I was like, you know him? What? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I mean, I don't really know him, but it was kind of crazy. Just yeah. Like how people you met him just, on set before, yeah, that was really cool. But yeah, he's he's awesome, he was on man. set for um, it was the same movie set uh, for it's a fixer upper. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where like Corey and Caleb, 
Yeah. They were on there. Oh, nice. you're good buds with um, yep. both of them? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The Vetters. Yeah. Yeah. If they, if they, uh, they should be called like the Vetter Brothers. Do they do they, that? They actually, their, their production company was Vetter Brothers Filmworks for a while. Oh. I think it's Blunderworks now, oh, I okay. think. But, uh, but yeah. Dude, they're really good. They have something on, uh, Netflix and. Oh, cool. Um, I thought it was really good. There's a movie. There's a movie made in Kansas City, The Match Breaker. Oh, yeah, that's the yeah. one. Match Breaker. It was good. Um, is that like a it's like a rom-com kind yeah. of thing? Okay. Yeah. Nice. Nice. You hit the so, nail on the head. Instead there. of a matchmaker, so obviously exactly. that would be the, okay, the match yep. breaker. It'd be like parents that don't want their kids to date this person or mm. teenagers, and this, this guy was good at like going in and... Sabotaging kind yeah. of? Yeah. Interesting. All right. Yeah. It was a good concept. Yeah. Um, for sure. But... Dude, you're really close with some of these guys, aren't you? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I'm trying to work on more projects with them, too. I just uh, finished a short film with um, Corey Vetter was my DP on it. And Wes cool. Elder, who played the protagonist in The Matchbreaker, was an actor in it. Um, and so I'm... Did you shoot it already? Yeah, we shot it back in December of 2021. It's completely done now. Yeah. Where is it? It, it premiered in a film festival a couple weeks ago and won what? Audience Choice Award. Dude. Dude nice. Yeah. Yeah. Audience Choice. That's I think that's a high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, I'll... Uh, I'll. Was that Casey Film Fest or where was that? It was It was a homebrewed film festival by um, a guy who is in this area. His name is Ryan J- Jenga. With, it's like Jenga okay. with an N at the beginning. Ryan oh. Jenga. And, um, okay. But you pronounce it Jenga. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> so it's a homebrew film festival that he put on and it was sponsored by KIFF. So the Kansas International Film Festival. So, oh. um, but hmm. yeah, it's cool stuff. Dude, that's awesome. Congrats, Congrats man. dude. And so where, where could we see it? Like the layperson, is it going to be on YouTube? Is it on like, that's a know, great question. Behind a paywall. What do we, <laughs> behind a paywall? No, it'll be free to watch. Um, I'll share the link on my socials uh, when it is available to watch. So cool. you can follow me there. Yeah. We will have to follow and, you. And dude, if we catch it, we'll share it on our, yeah, we'll we share should, it on definitely. Curiosity yeah. Dudes. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. The more views, the more uh, storytelling. Yeah. I want to see it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll share it to you. All right. So what, what, yeah, it was pre-screening. What's like your breakdown in terms of what you do between this sort of like business videography versus like your passion projects like short films feature length or what's how does that what does that look like for you right now oh that is a great and very difficult question to answer oh okay. <laughs> um, awesome. i'm glad you I can be it. wrong yeah <laughs> i think so. yeah i, I, I obviously oh, would, no, i'm just shock, okay, <laughs> i'm just uh, curious dude yeah <laughs> i like it um no so i uh i have a part-time video marketing job and then the other part-time is video freelancing um and so, uh, freelance video marketing, what, what you do here. So, um, uh, so that's kind of taking up a ton of my time. And so I'm not, I don't have a lot of time to be making all of these smaller projects, mm-hmm. but I did make this one project and it took me like a year and a half to finish it. <laughs> wow. Um, just because it took me forever to get around to editing it, things like that. But, and we talked about this a little yeah. bit on, on, over coffee, but, um, 
But the goal is that my job job would fund some of these projects. Sure. And it was able to fund this short film that we shot. And um, so that's kind of like the goal. And we want to do a whole lot more and maybe make a couple this year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, I guess that's kind of the breakdown. And so you, you're like the creative also, like you're coming up with story, you're writing script. Are you like a one man show? Do you have like a team you work with or? Uh, I would say, well, for this last short film, uh, my, a buddy of mine wrote it and then we co-directed it together, but I cool. executive produced the whole thing myself. Yeah. Um, and so, but for future projects, like what I want to do is write and direct and then I have people who who would help produce it uh, with me. So I had a guy by the name of Charles Whitmill. Shout out to Charles, my boy Charles. <laughs> he is such a talented machine of a producing master. And uh, he, he knows huh. how to really bring a team together to, to pull off something incredible really well. And so um, it, w- it was a pleasure working with him and getting to know him more on the set. And uh, but that's kind of, that's kind of how it works. Now in answer to your question to answer it a little bit more deeply in the film world, it's all about networking and Mm. connections. And you know this for sure. And, um, it's all about who you meet and how they remember you. Mm. Um, because, (laughs) right. Because people, uh, when they work on films or if they're going to work on a film with you, they want to know that it's that they're not going to have to deal with you or no, your personality. Know you, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah. you're going to be on a set for hours with them. So you got to make a good first impression. You've got to just be a good person. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, uh, you, you've got to be courteous. You've got to, um, be considerate with people. And, um, as far as pulling a team together, everybody's connected to everybody in the film world. So like somebody's going to know this kind of person, somebody's going to know this kind of person. And if nobody knows that kind of person, you can easily find one because everybody's looking for work. Yeah. You know? Cause it's all their networks too. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And so for example, when, how the, how this, uh, short film got kicked off, essentially I had the script it was my buddy's script. And I was just like, I sent it to Wes Elder, um, the guy who's in the matchbreaker. Oh, yeah. And I was like, hey, I just wanted your opinion on this. What'd you think? He read it, liked it so much that he said, can I be in it? <laughs> and we we're huh. like, uh, yeah. And That's then he awesome. was like, I'm going to try to get Corey Vetter to DP. And I was like, great. Yeah. And so it was like all of a sudden things were starting to fall into place. Not even you know on DP? my own uh, accord. Director of photography? That's yes. exactly Woo. right. Yeah. So uh, the guy who shoots it. Um, and so from there, basically what happened is the people, new people, I knew a few people, happened to know Charles, who was an incredible producer. He knew all of these other really talented people too. I knew people from other sets that I've worked on. I had their phone numbers and what they preferred doing on mm. set uh. and then i contacted them like you know for example i was on a film set i met a couple of grips grips are okay. people who who move electric stuff around things like that and move dolly camera dollies and whatnot 
And they were like, oh yeah, I specialize in grip. So I get their name, their number, put it down and their job position grip. So if I need a grip, I can contact them awesome. and they will. Oh, want you to put work. it all in your contacts on Smart. your phone. Yeah. And then so, you just search grip when yeah. you want it or something. Yeah. I could do that or, you know, just rack my brain and go that I remember that I working with that person as a grip. I remember that person was the audio guy. And so yeah. you remember these people in these positions and how they worked with each other. And that's how you build a team. Every, and that's, that's the other reason why you just have to be a good person and how they, how people mm-hmm. remember you so that they can remember you when they are looking for someone to fill that position. It's good. So, well, I have a short film ready. It's written. It's not in screenplay format, but it's written. And I might have had help with chat GPT. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, um, they don't get a credit. <laughs> <laughs> Special thanks to um, it, not What would the ethics say about that? So then I'm calling you up. What am I calling you up for? Like, what? where do you land with your specialty? Oh, there we go. Oh, my specialty is definitely in directing. I right. love directing. And I, I feel very gifted in that field. I'm not just say I'm not just saying I want I want to be a director. It's that I've I've studied the art of it and I've really yeah. tried to pour my heart and soul into the directing part of it. And that's where I definitely feel the most fueled mm. in my passions and creativity. So I would say directing. And then and maybe you can, a little bit of producing too, because that's yeah. kind of fun to pull big teams together. Oh, okay. Cause you probably understand like a little bit of or really probably a lot of every position and a director kind of needs to know that don't they or at least they need to know the key person they're talking to you know right yeah i mean just in order to to know what it takes to get a project done because if you're a director who's like why isn't this thing here in this time and Uh, obviously it's because something else needs to happen first before that can happen, then you're not going to look like a jerk and trying to be a control freak about stuff. You know what I mean? But I mean, even Christopher Nolan, there's a, some quote, I can't even remember it exactly, but Christopher Nolan is kind of known for having experience in every field of field of filmmaking because he just knows how to do it all. Yeah. There's behind the scenes pictures of him holding Hoyt Van Hoytma's, IMAX camera filming scenes himself Ah, or shots himself. So, or Mm. just because he wants to have, so that's not a union job or it's, uh, just Christopher Nolan. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. I don't know, but I mean, he he wants to be very involved and I think that's a a good director should be involved and communicating with every department just, you know, as a courtesy thing too. I mean, there's, there are, in the film world, it's easy for people to stomp all over the little people, like like sure. production assistants and things like that. Respect production assistants. They're like they're kind of the 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 cement that fills in all the gaps, you know? Production yeah. assistants are like the lowest tier sure. in like in give a me film a coffee. Career. Exactly. Kinda. Yeah, if you didn't have a production assistant on your set, you wouldn't be fueled with your coffee. Or if you're on an indie film, usually they grab the boom stand. <laughs> right. Because <it's, laughs> the audio guy may, may, maybe isn't there or something. Yeah. Or that was my experience. Yeah. Like, I ended up like being able to help with everything. I even held the camera at one point, um, and that was really cool Like on the 
movie, but That's technically I was production assistant. Sure. Every position is important on a film set. Sure. Yeah. Every single one of them. And if you as a director can respect every position, everyone will want to work with you. Yeah. And you won't have trouble finding people to help you shoot your film. A lot of people don't think about that. It's kind of crazy. All right. So I have this hypothetically, you know, because there's a couple movies I do want to make. Um, when I make them, if I brought you in to be director, would you be open to like, do you like co-directing or like with me as someone who wrote it, but then hiring you, where would I be in like being able to be involved? Like, cause I would want to talk to you and like then you, you would want to have some creative vision. Yes. Yeah. And creative control. That makes total sense. Um, I think a lot of that comes down to like, meetings that we would have like if you if you didn't want to be all into the directing or in in just the writing but you wanted yeah. the director to stay faithful to your vision lots of I mean, that makes total sense and very that's very reasonable we'd probably have like lots of meetings about um your vision and kind of like what you envision for the moods of scenes to go you know things like that and then the director comes in and goes, this would be a great way to execute uh, your okay. idea, basically. And then also the director probably would have some very good ideas on how to do it effectively yeah. themselves. Because and of the, their experience, too. Right. And so the director might be like, you know, if we shot it like this, you might get more emotional bang. Mm. And then the writer would probably go, yeah, yeah, okay, we'll tweak that just a tad. And I'm fine with that. You know, mm. and so it's that's kind of how it goes. I, what would I that guess. what would that call me in the credits? You know, right. Would that be just writer? You would still or would be, it be like co-director. Would it be something in the like producer or anything like that? Um, um, that's a great question. Maybe associate or some sort of producer. an executive or well, so. Kind of the way that's broken down, as I understand it, all right. is executive producers, the guy who is like, they foot all of the money. And um, so, okay, they, so they're they almost make, the investors, really. Right. And they can make all of the giant decisions. Um, producers, just producers, not executive producers, but just a producer pulls the whole team together and makes the thing happen. Then you have the director who controls the entire visual creative vision. Then you have the writer who's the writer. And then they have the story. Um, and uh, for example, on this last short film, my buddy wrote it, but he was also a co-director. So we oversaw each scene as it was being shot together. Mm. And so we would bounce back and forth, go, what do you think of that? What do you think of that? Like, how'd you like that? And then they would go, mm, let's try it this way. And so it's like definitely a team effort of directing yeah. that way. But that's sort of that's sort of how it works. That's probably where it'd have to be. Co director you on. Yeah. Yeah. But I would love to work with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. I mean I'm I'm down. I, I would love to keep directing any chance I get. So like I don't know if I can say this, but like one of the things sorry, Rochelle, if I can't say this, I don't know. But <laughs> I'm going to Thailand. Ooh. And I know I can say that, but we're talking about um, making a documentary about that. 
you know, I'm bringing my camera, I'm getting shots. It's possible they get a grant and then it funds the documentary. If not, then it's like passion project. We, we want to go anyways. Um, but then that would be hard to like, you know how it is. It might take a year and a half because (laughs) when there's no pay, it's hard to get the time. That's right. But anyways, I make this documentary. Hopefully it could be a feature linked, you know, based on the interest and then turn that into, Hey, let's turn this documentary into a movie. This is what we're looking for and crowdsource it based on that. And it would be about like, um, my friend Rochelle, she was also on this podcast. She has a, a business called Bloom International, and they believe in like um, getting women and children equipped with like finding that they have self-worth and dignity, you know, because of all the mess everyone's in and everything. So it's there's a lot of awareness, a lot of like hygiene and things like that. But it gets really, really interesting over in Thailand. <laughs> but, yeah. So it really it would be a documentary like focused on like women and giving back and raising them up, you know, with giving them value and dignity. And, um, that's, it would be the bloom documentary. Yeah. That's super cool. And then taking that and it's like, okay, the bloom movie. And she's like, yes, yeah. And she's not just saying yes. She's like, I don't say no. And I'm like, it could be a hundred thousand dollars. She's like, We'll find a way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I sometimes like, say no. no <laughs> <laughs> so, but that would be cool. And if that happened, I would definitely want to like use all the resources I can and all the yeah, people man. I know. Yeah. But other than that, like it's possible that would be like my first movie. My second movie would be the movie that I've been wanting to make. But yeah. Maybe yeah. I would need some help. But I think I told you about it. Yep, I, I'm yep. not going to really share it on the podcast. Yeah, it makes sense. I, I got to like. Dude, gatekeep a little bit because I, would I, I do don't it. have any um you don't want somebody you don't want spielberg to be making your vision and be like hey wait a minute <laughs> yeah. i said that on the and podcast. there's movies out there that are similar because it's hard to find like something exactly right. new under the sun but it's like yeah just in a new way and i just want to have good morals and yeah. and drive people and move their hearts you know inspire them to, yeah that's good that's, that's all i want to do with video whatever i'm doing Yes. But I just love the narrative side of things because it pairs entertainment with real feelings. Totally. So. Love that. That's so good. What do you say? Do you accept? I accept. The pay is zero dollars. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, I would believe in paying people, so. Yeah, yeah. Let's keep chatting about it. This is is an exciting idea. I'm intrigued. (laughs) Yeah. Hey. Any anytime you want to collaborate, let me know. Yeah, um, I would love to jump in anywhere. Really, like you know, if I got the time, I'll I'll do it. Just you know, just because I, I I would do that in my spare time. Sure. This stuff yeah. is like it's fun, right? Yeah, I don't have a capacity. Like, in being on a film set is like, dude. Oh yeah, it's a dream. That's what I mean every, by I don't every have a time capacity, I'm on one. Even if I'm a PA, I'm like in heaven. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's cool, and it's just yeah. like-minded people around. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It's like oh, it's not like beer league softball where you get your buddies together, like hey, let's go relive the glory days. Like it's probably hard to do that to recreate like a true film set. So I could totally respect that. Like yeah, jump at the chance. Like <laughs> it's yeah. not easy to do. Or those yeah. opportunities, you know, yeah, cherish them while you got them. It's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 For sure. Well, 
what should we do here? Do you got anything that you would want to say or add? Yeah, what can we plug for you, man? I mean, we know you got a movie coming out or your short film that we can find on your social. So where can we follow you on social? Yeah, that's a great question. You got a MySpace? What are we working with? Yeah, I got a <laughs> I got an iTunes account. Oh, uh-huh, sweet. I got a Zune. No, <laughs> Zune. Well, that's way back. And he's on you're on days. IMDb, aren't you? Uh I am. I made that myself. <laughs> How do you do that? Um I don't know. I forgot <laughs> I forgot how I did that, but, uh, but I'll tell you, um, my Instagram handle, cause that's going to be the best way you find out the fastest way you find out. And also you get a link to my YouTube channel. It's in my bio. So there you there go. There we go. Um, nice. but the Instagram handle is, uh, Josh Stolby, which is J O S T O L B I E. So you can find me on there. Then, uh, find my YouTube through there. You can find everything through there. Cause there's a link tree in the bio. So just nice, look at that dude. up and then you'll be able to f- figure it out. Yeah. And if you see, you'll know because uh, it should say JT visuals or Jared is following. It should say that. Yeah. So you'll know it's the right one. There Sweet. you go. Sweet. Exciting. Can you share the title of your short film? It's called shoot. I'm intrigued. Awesome. Yeah. It's about two friends who start a game of rock, paper, scissors. No. And, and neither of them can win. What? Uh, I'm interested. I just watched something else that was about rock, paper, scissors, corridor digital. Do you know? Uh, they made like an I, anime version of rock, paper, scissors. Oh, really? That's funny. <laughs> they used AI to do it. But anyway, oh, dude, dude, this is awesome. So this is the... Um, well, shoot. That's not The good. real... Yeah. What do you call that? The the live action... Maybe. Of Maybe. It's got a fun twist on it. So I, I think you'll enjoy it. But it was a I blast. Like it. Sweet. it was a blast to make. That's for sure awesome yeah Dude. sounds like you're a film guy ah. hey hey uh hey. <laughs> film guy find that at jt visuals and now i'm a curiosity dude you nice. are we're all dudes i do yes. declare i'm a dude he's a dude i'm also a dude <laughs> yeah all right we know you don't watch good burger or all that yeah i'm a dude <laughs> do you know that dude. it's did you grow up dude. on that or anything i think i saw that movie maybe but it's probably oh you would know sir a long time ago you, oh, okay. you would know if you've seen the cinematic then perfection that I is good go, burger i will go rewatch it <laughs> strawberry jacuzzi and it, it's oh, relative because okay. they're coming out with a second one now. They are. it's one of those they, like keenan it's been 30 years and they remake it's oh, like wow. one of those yeah that's cool that's cool well sorry i uh screwed up the quote <laughs> well it's i'm a dude He's, He's a, a dude. dude. She's a dude. Because we're, we're all dudes. dudes. Hey. Hey. Okay. okay. <laughs> Just super inclusive. Like. Maybe I've seen some scenes. <laughs> Maybe. I need well, to go watch. There's it. your homework. There's Drew, your I homework. remember like That's he puts the homework. grapes in his nose. You know. Yeah. He's like baby, 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 Super slapstick. It's really love dumb. It. I love that kind of humor. And then just yes or no. Okay. Have you seen the massive talent of un, or the unbearable weight of massive talent? Yes, loved it. Okay, that's all I want to know. I loved. That <laughs> I've movie. been enjoying the reels and TikToks that everybody's been making about it. It's the one where Nicolas Cage is looking like. Oh yeah. And then it's Pedro yeah. Pascal, and he's, he's like, going, ah. <laughs> "Make your own kind of yeah. music." That See? is hilarious, dude. I just they rebought have, it. They have such great chemistry. In that movie, I yeah. love it so much. I went and saw it with my dad, and I was I was wondering if my dad would even like it. And we were done with it, and he was like, 
that was so good. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, nice. So I was on an stuff. airplane and then oh, yeah? um, it was when everyone's sleeping. It was international. And then I'm just like cracking up laughing because I can't hold it in. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they're like, shut up. I'm like, sorry, I can't help it. Yeah. Rose, you have to watch this. And then she watched it and she's like, I don't like this at all. Like, what? Oh, I was like, dang. maybe you're too tired. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was That's perfect. All right. All right, well, we're going to get out of here. So thanks, Josh, so much for your time. Yeah, dude, that was Thanks fun. for having me on, guys. Super good. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's been fun. Come come see us again sometime. For sure. Yeah. Looking forward to watch Shoot. Yes. Shoot. <laughs> this is the Curiosity. Oh, oh.